Grab your popcorn and snacks. Find a comfy spot, take a seat or lie down, and let me transport you to a place of fantasy, ghost stories, ancient legends, odd creatures, alien encounters, and other magical topics. You may even decide to join the conversation. From faraway lands to your own backyard, with a small dash of pixie dust, turn out the lights and open your minds. The journey is about to begin. Good evening, everybody. It's Friday. It's casual Friday. Got my aloha going on here. Get ready to slide into an aloha weekend. My name is Charlotte. I'm going to be your host for the next hour or so. I say or so because our guest and I tend to like to gab a lot. So you never know how long we end up going. But anyway, um, I'm the owner of the California Haunts Paranormal Investigation Team based out of Sacramento, California. We're 48 strong up and down the state of California, which means, just forward a little bit, which means if you think you might have a paranormal issue, you can contact us because we can get to you. You know, if we're if we're if we're not, you know, if we're two counties away, we can still get to you. I've got people in almost every county in the state. So, uh, yeah, that's us. So just contact us, CaliforniaHaunts.org, CaliforniaHauntsRadio.com. You can find us on Meetup. You can find us on Meetup. You can find us on Facebook. Find me on Facebook. It's really easy to find me. Okay, it's really easy to find the team. Also, I'm gonna make an announcement. I am teaching a psychic development class, level one, on Saturday, September 3rd at 5 p.m. Pacific. And uh, the way to get into that class is to go visit the California Haunts Meetup. It doesn't cost anything to join on with the meetup at all. You just sign up, and you can see the list of the classes and everything that's going on with the team. So if you're interested in taking a psychic development class, level one, you want to find out about your psychic skills, whether you know whether you might even have any psychic skills or anything like that, I can do that with you, and this class will take you into meeting your spirit guides, your spirit animal, your spirit objects, and all kinds of stuff. You can even ask your spirit guide a question. How cool is that? It also teaches you how to open that psychic window and close that psychic window, leaving your body coming back in, things like that. So uh, that's what the Psychic Development Class 1 does. Now, the following Saturday, on the 10th, I'm going to be teaching Psychic Development Class 2, and that's for the people that have gone through the first class. And this class Psychics all have different abilities. Some have talent to be to do multiple things. Some only some have talent to do only one thing. So this class focuses on that. I, we have exercises that we do during the class to see how you might be a clear audience or see how you might be a clear sentience and things like that. That's what we do in the second class. And again, you can sign up for that if you're interested in that over at the California Haunts Meetup page. It's California Haunts Paranormal Investigation Team Meetup. And... Uh, yeah, so we got those classes out there for you guys if you're interested. Okay, so tonight, let me move this out of the way. My little notes. <laughs> so tonight, we're doing, we're shifting gears a little bit. Uh, you know, you ever wonder when someone passes away and they come back to visit you, how much time they've been gone, or how we know how much time they've been gone from here. You know, between the time of them passing away and the and, and them coming to visit. But what about their side? What is time like on their side? Is it as long as it is on our side? I don't think it is, but I don't know about these things. Nancy knows about these things, right? Nancy Mass knows about these things. And I think it's a rather inter interesting topic because you don't think about this, you know? What I always think about it being is that kind of like, kind of, kind of like Peter Pan, right? Like when Peter Pan, when Wendy comes back here. Remember the movie Peter, um, what, what was it? 
Neverland, right? It was Neverland. And Peter Pan came back. And Wendy was old, right? Because time, time in Neverland was different than, than time here. That's why he stayed a boy, right? And then he came back to see Wendy over the years. And then gradually Wendy got older and older and older. And I wonder if that's what time is like on the other side with, with your family members. You know, if they can see you, even though they're they're locked in the way that, however they're looking, usually they get younger, you know, to the best, to, to when their best health was and all that. But I wonder if when they keep coming back to see you, if they see you as you were when they passed away, or they see you growing older. So why don't we ask Nancy about that? Those are the questions of the ages, right? So I'm going to bring Nancy and we can start asking her about that. Oh, I'm offset. <laughs> what happened? I got my chair in the wrong spot. Uh, and I've had two cats around me all night. So um, hello there, everybody. Shar and I have voices that are cracking. Uh, my son wrote a note to me today. He says, how, how are you feeling now that you've moved? <laughs> and I went, I caught a bug. <laughs> I don't know if I got it up there or down here. So the last two times we've been on, my voice is cracked. So Shar sounds like she's doing the same tonight. So, you know, at the moment I feel better than I have yet. It doesn't sound good. And I hope everybody can hear me. Okay. So I want to talk. It's so funny. She was going to mention, um, uh, Peter Pan, mm -hmm. one of my all time movie favorites and everybody's going to cry. <laughs> it's a captain and Mrs. Muir. Do you remember that one? And it was a woman who kind of lost her she, I don't know if she was a widow first, but she had a child and she came out of um, a, a wealthier environment and had to live poor. And so she found a cabin that she could live in and her housekeeper of the house she had before, oh, I want to go with you. I want to take care of you. It was just lovely, lovely. And this woman would take care of her, cook her meals and take care of her. And unbeknownst to us, she might've had some um, problems, but we don't know until the end, right? <clears throat> so... She falls in love. She um, loves the upstairs and they have a little alcove and there's a telescope. And next to the telescope is a large painting of a sea captain. And she gets a conversation going with him and she looks through the telescope and then he comes one night and to make a long, oh, I got goosebumps, to make a real, I'm such a romantic. I don't seem like that, but I love love. And so one night he shows up and he embraces her and Rex Harrison, he could almost say that <laughs> the menu on the, in the kitchen on menu with you make it, he could make it sound romantic and they fall in love. And then he says, I'm inhibiting your life. I'm stopping you. Yeah. I don't want to, I don't want to restrict your life. So he would come without her knowing, but she never did anything. She stayed in that house. And over time, you could see that she couldn't move very well. So I don't know if she had, in those years, RA or some other condition where she was limited in how she lived. So the end of the movie, you see me, I just love this movie. And ladies, get it, <laughs> rent it, YouTube it. I didn't even try that. So anyway, at the end of the movie, he comes for her and he puts his hand out. And she's really old. In fact, the last scene of the movie, she's holding something and their hand drifts over the chair and drops it. The next scene is him coming in with his hand. His hand is out like, <laughs> like this. And the young, beautiful hand reaches up 
and he lifts her out of the body. He never changed. She did. But her spirit was young. And we have that choice. Uh, gosh, you know, I talk to lots of people with spirit people all the time. In fact, it just happened the other day. <clears throat> I had a, a woman with a gentleman that showed up and he was toward the end of his life as he presented himself because they do that so I can see what their body looks like. So he had whiskers, but he had a beautiful jawline and he was medium to large bone. He had hair, you know, I just gave all this description. People say, how do you do that? Well, I used to draw a lot. I was taking art classes in college, marketing, business and art. Who knew <clears throat> that there's all that would apply to my later life. And um, so I really pay attention to what people look like. And so when I see a spirit person, it's the same thing. And she says, oh, my gosh, you described my father at the end of his life. He wasn't 73. He's 53. He had aged so much. But if he really presents himself at fifth, at a younger age, like 33, which he'd recognized him. So when my father passed over, he was 33. When I pass over, hopefully it'll be 20 years from now, right? Uh, <clears throat> he would present himself at, um, at an age when I remember him. He wouldn't age because I think he would be 93 or 95 now. So, um, no, 103. So in some ways, it's important that we have memories of people. And that's why I tell people, off drift, let me drift off just a little bit here. When you die, you want to be remembered as beautiful and healthy as much as you can, except for your old age. So, and this happened during one of the shows, a spirit person showed up and said, there's someone in the room who's remembering me as a young woman, but with a damaged body. And she didn't want to be remembered that way. And I, I just love that. So we have the choice to present ourselves in certain ways. Um, and so this has happened also. So a woman come to me and I say, oh, you have a spirit, a child in spirit. And sometimes I'll describe an adult. And I say, well, they'll say, how old is it? And I'll give an age. And they go back and they say, well, I had a miscarriage or I had a stillbirth or a child that died at two. And this is the age they would be if they had lived. Oh, wow. Pressure, pressure. Can't be wrong. Can't be wrong. Right. And it made me like. So the child grew up, well, people see me with a second male child. I did have a miscarriage and he would be an adult, but this has been 20 years since I had a reading, but someone would say that, but very often people think I have two male children and I do not. So that child has grown up in my environment and became the man he wanted to be if he had lived. It's kind of creepy, but yet I've seen um, <laughs> these stories go, <laughs> I've also seen babies, children at the age when they died, uh, and presented them to the adult who's talking to me. Uh, there was a gal in Arizona whose husband was at work and they asked about the daughter and I saw the daughter in a white dress and socks with the ruffles around it with patent leather shoes. I told this story and the girl was upset. It had been how many years, right? And I said, he's, she's, the child is at work with your, the father and she's wearing this. And I described this and she bursts out crying. She go, Oh my God, that's what we buried her in. Hmm. So I could not have described her as a teenager because the parents would not have been able to identify with the passing of that child. That child chose not to grow up. 
that is that choice. Now, when a child passes over, does the mentality of the child stay at three? Absolutely not. Of course not. But then you go to um, YouTube and you go to the channel where it says re children reincarnation stories are LMN. And then you hear stories that say, well, I was a little boy and I chose you. I get, I'm not going to ever question ever, ever any other psychic or how it's presented. The children tell me different stories also. It's like when people have near-death experiences. It's astounding the different scenarios that can be created for somebody. So have, heaven, the afterlife for every culture, every religion, every situation can be presented different. And a lot of times it's on vibration. Also, I'm going to go there next week. Dating and vibration, everybody. I'll straighten you out. <laughs> I'll tell you what I get. So it, it, people say, oh, Nancy, do you ever see a hell? Like in uh, What Dreams May Come, that hell was terrible. The true hell was when Robin Williams found his now deceased wife living in the environment of their home. It was all dark and cold, frozen with fear, anxiety. That is hell. Uh, remorse, everything that she was feeling that created her to end her life, she created that hell. And the other is true. I'm trying to get somewhere with this. The other is true. If you've had what you call a good life and you've forgiven yourself for being stupid at times and saying something you shouldn't have, you can create an enlightened environment, which Robin Williams did with her paintings. Getting back to time. One day I was talking to a client and I couldn't find her deceased person she wanted to talk about. And this is going to, I'm going to write this up. I, I'm going to interview her. She's had some dental work done, you know, don't want to be on air, right? Mm -hmm. And she's had some health issues like the rest of us at this uh, honored age group. <laughs> I'll say it that way. And we were trying to find the brother. And he said, look at me, look at me. And I go, well, I'm looking at you, but where are you, fella? And he was on a wooden ship in the Mediterranean. He says, I'm having a life like Johnny Depp, Pirates of the Caribbean. And I said to myself, I'm going to be really right. I'm going to be really wrong. <laughs> and I says to my client, were you aware that your brother liked Johnny Depp, Pirates of the Caribbean? No, I don't know what you're talking about. Okay. <laughs> Either she doesn't know or I'm really wrong. <laughs> and, I want to, and I want to be wrong sometimes. You know why? Because that's pressure to be right all the time. Well, guess what happened? She checked with her brother, son. They lived together. And in the basement was the brother's, now remember he's in his 60s when this happened, he killed himself, was a room dedicated to his hobby. Guess what it was? Johnny Depp. <laughs> he had all the posters of Johnny Depp, Pirates of the Caribbean in his room. So... The next time I talked to her, she's a regular person because the grief of a loved one to that degree um, it was very difficult. Small family, a lot of dynamics. So, brother, where are you? I'm in here. Look at me. I go, where? All of a sudden, I saw this wooden ship again. Ugly. Nina the Pina Santa Rita, small, black on the outside. I says, oh, it's black. Is it wet? No. Look funny it was shiny kind of wrong and he says i don't like my life here on this ship it's a disappointment and i go how do i interpret that 
how do I go there? So that was not the first time, but it was the first time that I went, uh-oh, <laughs> uh-oh. He was living a life in the 14th century or 15th long ago in a pirate ship. And guess what? He didn't like it. Pirates of the Caribbean, not true. <laughs> it wasn't romantic. It wasn't what he wanted to do. He wanted it more fun. <gasps> Think of that. Not only do we have access to time to change our body, to greet somebody at death as we looked in our youth, we don't have to stay in our time frame. Now, this was shown once before to me, and it was a young man, and it's another story. You know, I'm going to have to start listening to my audio tapes. I said the same one, a boy traveling the universe. And he said to his mom, I will be back. Leave me alone. I'm traveling the universe. I want to see other worlds. So we could travel anywhere. And in an instant, we don't have to take a thousand years to go to somewhere else, you know, in hibernation. Spirit kind can think themselves in a situation. No time. Boom. That's proven by the way I do readings. I have clients all around the United States and the world. Very fun. The one I make reference to the most is a lady in Italy who has three children who live in the United States. I love these. I love this couple. <laughs> and uh, she'll ask a question. Her energy is to me. She asks me a question. My energy then leaves me, goes to her to each child independently, three different states in the United States, goes back to her and comes to me. Two seconds. Where's time? How is vibration moving? Did I age? Feels like it sometimes. <laughs> it's like, oh, I'm tired. <laughs> if I do more than two or three a day, clients at this age, I get tired. So sometimes I move people out because I'm just not able to carry the energy it takes to talk about uh, multitudes of family members living all around the world. Uh, I'm trying to think, um, well, I have people everywhere. So it doesn't matter if I make reference to Singapore or China or somewhere else. No, Singapore's in China, but um, it goes back and forth. We are everywhere. So our, our life force can travel in time. That's where I was going with this. We are not affected by time in our essence of being a spirit within the confines of this icky, gooey, meaty jacket. <laughs> and we're sluggish and slow in this mess. But our spirit leaves us all the time. And we can go, listen, look at my hands. I'm not Italian. <laughs> I'm cowboys and Indians, everybody. And here I use my hands all the time. So I move my life force, like my pinstripe shirt, like a little thread of me goes to somebody, whoever I'm talking to. And same with uh, when Char has people, you know, they write a little note and say, who's around me? I go to Char's body. She looks at the name unaware, even though she doesn't know them, she's connecting. All I did was follow it to that person, surround myself around that person. And then all I do was back out. Mm -hmm. That sound easy? <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, just do that, Nancy. So remember, I've been doing it for so long and I always contribute this ability to be able to do this because I've been an athlete most of my life. I'm what we call a um, muscular kind of a person. Um, I would like to be in a smaller dress size, <laughs> but it'll never happen because I'm medium bone. So we get our energy from our muscle masses, not from our bones, you know, not from our, just our spirit. Our spirit never gets tired. I can be absolutely exhausted 
and still do a reading. Hmm, let me think that one through. But I'm still able to do it. I just am more tired. I used to do eight fairs a day. I mean, eight. I used to do fairs eight hours a day, 22 to 24 people in that eight hours, two potty breaks. People see me there and they go, what is, how is your, because you get in that vibrational vibe and you're up on a higher and you can blend to people easier because this meat jacket we are wearing when the spirit leaves is of a high, not a high intensity, but it's of a high motion and it goes boom, 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 boom. It's just amazing that we're not in our body. I'm oh, clearly, how many of you had knew that someone was going to call or relative? Uh, my daughter was in a really bad accident and she was 17, I think. And I knew it. I told everybody at work, oh no. Well, I was already marked as strange. <laughs> I just proved it again. And she, at the hospital behind us, Auburn Faith Hospital in Auburn, California. Uh, we are on um, 11795, uh, Education Street in the Auburn Faith Hospital behind us. And instead of when we lived in Lewis going to Kaiser, Roseville, they had her come up there because the accent was just outside of Penryn. Everybody know what all that is. It's, it's, um, it's quite something to think that we're energetically, clearly, I had a sense. But when she had the accident, she says, oh, mom's going to find out. Oh, no. So her energy came to me in a flash, in an instant, in a thought. So our vibration goes so fast with no time. What's the advantage of that? A lot. So if you sit in there, just calm. I'd like to talk about uh, meditation. I'm going to bring up a couple of examples. I have his friend. I'm not going to say her name because I didn't ask permission. She was one of the sweetest kindest ever met somebody she's norwegian so she has very light skin excuse me if you hear this pale skin light hair blue eyes calm like a sunrise sunset just calm <sighs> she meditates every day not for a few minutes but an hour she has trouble with people at work she has trouble with the electrical <laughs> a lot of people do but why is that so fluorescence life, oh no, can't do that. Can't do it, people at work bothering her. Sorry for the voice here. <clears throat> Mimi, <laughs> hold on. Keep her talking. And she'd been divorced a long time. I want a man. Okay, let's see who's there. <laughs> Give her this description. She's very intuitive. And he drives a bigger truck. Uh, Rancher Cordova direction. And uh, he's very well built. He's got jeans on with a kind of a man shirt that would go with someone who works on a, a ranch or a farm, or he uh, works a job that he would wear a short sleeve shirt with jeans. And he's nice looking, very hand, very busy, busy kind of thing. And it occurred to me after a few years, she even felt him. She says, I think I drew by him, drove by him at the shopping. I says, how do you know? She says, I could feel him. Where, why does he show up? So one day I thought about it and I said, how would you think about this? If you meditate every day and you're a calm, peaceful person to begin with, she wants to be enlightened. She wants to touch the God force. I have nothing against that. Nothing, nothing. She is 
the purest soul. Oh, and to have trouble in her marriage and, and her, one of her children doesn't make sense to me because I have loved her for 25 years. She comes up my collar D. I go, oh, it's her. It's kind of like one of those people. Yet, it occurred to me, look at this. <laughs> my eyebrow was up. What is she thinking? Look at her eyebrow. <laughs> She's so low in vibration. He can't sense her. If I told a lady, that's kind of, I did this the other day, um, yesterday. Lady calls me up. She wants a man. Right? So I describe him. And then I said, I want you to have some homework here. I don't want you to tell me about who you are because I know who you are. Who are you? What do you want? What are you expecting? What's your hobbies? What's your interest? You want this man to come in and show those things to you. Rev it up a little. Be exciting. Be wanted. Hadn't occurred to her that way. Oh, I love this list. You're making me think. What a charming lady. Honest. I could feel that she was going to do that homework. Right? And why did I say that? That uh, Think about it. We get in a rut in our lives. We have our family. We have people, kids around us. We go, go work every day. We come home every day. We have dinner. Once in a while, we'll go out with a friend. But what revs us up? What feeds our soul? What gets us excited? You know why? Because your vibration moves up to a higher level. Subsequently, people like me, I married one of those solid down to earth, put your feet on the ground, anger kind of a guy. You know why? Because I'm always, I can't slow my mind down. I got so many projects. I told God, I said, I need 20, 25 more years to write all my books to do what I want to do now. Have fun. Because this excites me. Energy goes up. Oh, let's go to another step here. So we're living this meat jacket. Yeah. How slow do you think we really are? How about the blood going through our system? What about electricity in our heart? Electricity in your brain? Do you think it's really as high as I'm implying? Like, I love to be busy. I love to create. I am so slow in comparison to a spirit person. Oh, my gosh. Right? Trying to make a point here. So... When people first pass over, we're slow and sluggish. They cannot travel time as easily. They'll hang around. And one day they wake up and they go, is this all the ribs? This person doing the same thing every day. So all they do is put a thought in their mind. Poof, they're gone. Same with your cats and dogs, everybody. And what's exciting to me is they get to travel through time to see future lives that they can embark on or go back and, and visit past lives. I've had so many spirit people tell me, oh, I had a past life and I went to visit, see who I was. Really? How? When did you do that? Oh, yesterday. Well, how did you do time? Well, time is right here. Okay, what does that mean? So when I read somebody, are you following me, everybody? I wrote notes, right? At one time, I thought, <laughs> you're gonna laugh at me, I know it. So how do I access time? How can I go out? And this young couple came to me in 2000, 2001. So girls, if you hear this, get back to me it's because it's almost 35 years, right? And I said to them, one of these days, you're going to live on the North Fork Virginia River 
on the east side in a cabin. And you two are going to be so happy together when the girls start crying. Oh, my grandpa's going to give that to me when he passes away. So she had calculated her age and when she could retire, 35 years, 35 years. How can I do that? So one day I thought to myself, <laughs> thought, <laughs> how do you do this? And I thought, well, time is in front of us, right? And then it, it makes sense to me. And I said, hmm, I'm not going around the planet 35 times in a second. <laughs> no, it can't be done. I'm not that, I'm not that stupid to think about like that. So one day I realized that if I say March of this year, and there's a little lady in Florida who I've also come to love. I've been talking to her and the friend in Italy about 20, 25 years. And I saw her moving and I described the house 10 years ago. Every year she'd say, well, it's March. <laughs> I'm not selling my house. And what meant was that one, if your psychic sees a March, is it this March, next March, month after that, she has what we call a quiet life. Salt of the earth, works hard. Unfortunately, had to adopt her grandchildren. So stable, loving, non-eventful. <laughs> quiet life. So an eventful event could be really out there. Hmm. That's disappointing. Nancy, you said that man would show up and I haven't left the house and now talked to my front door. Well, you have to get out and look for him, honey. <laughs> you can't stay home. They won't find you. But I have to say that part of living is the excitement of choice and be able to make choice. I can't change time. I can't make it come faster. But I can see it. You know why? Because it's important to you. So how am I able to do that? I want you look at for for my age, moving to my kids in late fifty, well the fifties. <laughs> no one to say how old they are. Uh, remember the slinky. Pretend a slinky's in front of you, and it's a time tunnel. There's been shows uh, on the Bermuda Triangle about a young man and his father going through with a biplane. No, it was a, a single engine plane in the 70s. And he and his father were going from Bermuda to Florida. And they came across, and it was just on TV, travel station or something, uh, Expedition Unknown, I think it was, Josh. And they were talking about time differential, time, how does that work? And he said, I went through this strange cl cloud. It was a storm that came all of a sudden. And I was flying and there was this, Watch my hand, everybody, a round vortex. And I said, oh, it's a slinky. <laughs> round, twirling, kind of makes you want to go dizzy after a while, right? And so what it should have taken a two-hour flight took a half hour. Guess what happened to time? Slipstream. Yep, slipstream. Mm -hmm. Same with what we do as readers. We enter a vortex in front of you. Not me, in front of you. So when I blend with somebody, which sounds kind of creepy, but it's the way I do it. I blend with them. Because entrance to time, all you readers out there, kind of give it some thought. I used to have an engineering background, right? 24 years Pacific Bell. Engineering. Man halls and conduit. <laughs> then I became a supervisor the last seven years. But anyway, entrance to time is at the base of your neck because I have felt it for so many decades and people have said, oh, I feel your pressure around my neck and my shoulders. 
time is about that far down. So when I enter and blend with you, I have to get to a place where I can scoot out into your time. Visualize that vortex, time, future. Future is harder to read because it's not as de detailed. Only highlights, only important notes. That bubble on your time, the energy it takes to get excited about something this is what I pick up. I cannot get something unless you want me to see it. So I entered this vortex. I found a march. How many marches are in a row there? One after another in mm -hmm. a row. What march am I looking at? Mm-hmm. You got it. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> People have said I'm 50% right on the dot. 50% I'm off a year or two. I would love to know everything and give you details. The man's name is coming, what day of the week it was. I have done that with death. I don't want you to talk to me about death too often. And when it happens, I give you generalities. I did it a few times where I got it down to the second week in February with a woman whose granddaughter was dying. It was hard. You know why? Because when it happened, they had a celebration of life. They made a big deal about that date. That's how come I picked it up. Much bigger than if senior. You know, mm -hmm. when I die, thank you. Let's have a celebration of life. I want pizza and champagne in a park, everybody. <laughs> That's all. You know, but for a young person, we don't want that. So that was shown to me so strongly. All I said was there's a health event, second week in February, child died. Time. You give it to me. I can't get it. So entering that tunnel, she, the girls had asked, where are they going to live in the future? The big event of inheriting this cabin house, North Fork, Virginia, the river in Virginia. Uh, I saw the cabin. It was looked like it could see the water, but you had to walk a little ways to it. It wasn't right on. Someone in the past said, we don't want to flood kind of a thing. But it was absolutely gorgeous, like you would expect to see um, in that area, that area. So time was shown to me because it was important. Didn't get off the track. I remember where I was, everybody. <laughs> I'm just on the lid on my, yeah. Now, I'm, you take care, Cher. She's suffering too. So it's kind of like, we're <laughs> kind of like falling apart. But I've been drinking hot coffee and I did have a cup earlier. So here we go, right? So when we're in the flesh, we are so slow in comparison to other spirit beings out there. And you and I have talked a few times about, I do believe in elementals. What are mm -hmm. they? We call them fairies. We call them whatevers. I think that the universe is so full of mysteries that we are too primitive to ever figure out. Who could figure out black dark matter is? They have an idea now. What about mm -hmm. black hole? Duh. The first picture ever take. I love Hubble. I'm a space nut. And my children think of me as the alternate nerd because I want every invention, every electronic thing. <laughs> it's my, my, right up my alley. So I, I look at all the pictures of uh, uh, the new camera in space. They just now took picture of a black hole spilling out to in our to our universe matter. Hmm, does it fill up on the other side when it gobbles with enough planet? Also goes look and a whole bunch of new planets pop out. Who knows? Maybe it's that, a black hole on the other end. That same black hole, this nerd. That same black hole. They recorded what it sounds like. Oh, did, is that the one they did? Because I, I saw yeah. that too. I didn't know it was the same one that was spilling out all the... Um, the program I saw it on, but yeah, they, they, they actually played the audio from it. 
that black hole was spewing out matter. So yeah. then my thought was maybe we'll see the other side of a matter ma ma black hole in a universe was sucking up a lot of the planets. It's just pooping out on the other side. Why not? How in the world are we going to know until we're here long enough to figure it out? So there are energy beings around us all the time. As far as we, energy never dies. And I do believe we continue. I've had so many, I'm off track, everybody. Okay, so when we pass over, our energy out of our body is thick. When I see people who just pass over, they're almost a lot too much detail. I can really describe them to the deceased person. And I've said people over and over, after a while, we get kind of tired of holding ourselves together. And I often say to people, I don't want you to look at your pair of shoes or socks you have on. But think about waiting a week. Would you remember what color you put on? Now, I don't mean black or white. I meant if you had a colored pair of socks on. It's hard to remember every little detail of our body. And what we do is we become lighter by not forcing a form. We don't want to keep that up because we can travel and we can do more by being of the lightest vibration possible. So I've done cemetery tours, um, downtown Sacramento. I did at Rockland. I've done others, other places, um, Arizona. That was fun. You know, have you been in the tombstone, Arizona, um, tombstone um, cemetery? Oh, very cool. Actually, it's not real, real. They moved the stones to make them closer up. But the true cemetery is really spread out. And I still get the weird vibes. I can still see them, right? Yeah. Uh, so anyway, what happens is uh, you've heard me say, oh, there's just a ball over there on the ground crying. We lose our memory and we speed up just as so much. But she, the woman I saw who was crying over dead babies in the grave, um, she was crying. She'd forgotten her form, but she didn't progress. She didn't leave. So she was stuck at a certain vibration rate. She was a mound. And then you talk of orbs. Well, people who can go to that orb size can give me a ball. They can give me a stream. They can give me a see-through. Uh, when I see an orb and I say, well, who are you? All of a sudden it enlarges and goes, me. <laughs> this is what my face looked like. And, I, and people have said to me, I've done a reading. And all of a sudden a face will pop into my face. And I go, oh my gosh, redhead is just showing up. I love red hair. Uh, and so I'm kind of attracted to different colors of hair. Um, my, mine, uh, when I'm, anyway, it doesn't matter. So my much of my Indian blood is my dark eyes and once upon a time, really dark hair. But uh, so spirit will remember what they look like. Guess what you look at the most? Your face. How many people don't? Yeah, you're what? I, I know there's people out there that just hate orbs, you know, in, in, in the paranormal field. But even I've gotten them where you take a picture of an orb, there's, there's a face in the photo. Is that part of that? Um, has to be. Has to be. Because you would say if you had no face, what are they looking with? Mm -hmm. Okay, now I'm not going to criticize anybody. I am so open to people doing it their way. Because mm -hmm. I wouldn't want someone to criticize me. I have 30 year, 32 years right, right. of proof, thousand, thousand testimonials. I have been on everything. I, I entertained on Amtrak once. Oh, very bad for me. Very bad. <laughs> I will never do that again. But I've entertained in forums and people know that I, I can prove my salt. Okay, so let me 
let me just my truth okay i want to be careful i don't want to insult anybody there's a theory out there that spirit people uh will create their face so we can see that they're existed at one time absolutely mm -hmm. we don't know what lifetime they're showing us though mm -hmm. because they may, may remember the lifetime that's more important than the other one mm -hmm. the other thing is is that spirit people tell me they want to come back because they miss don't you laugh you'd be surprised how many times this comes up food <laughs> they miss food second comes a hug and they tell me the thickness of our body when we give a hug love making whatever you want to call it hugging is they miss that person to person in reaction um smelling someone's freshly washed hair coffee french bread spaghetti in my 32 years spaghetti french bread have come up a lot i think am i getting just italians <laughs> <laughs> why not something Chinese or something well I do but it's it's not a smell I wouldn't understand so am I only directed by people who live here in my culture absolutely absolutely so one gentleman said would you tell my daughter to have a cup of coffee for me and one of those like that is the message like I thought to myself that's a message. <laughs> Don't you say something more profound like that? The gold is buried under the plank and third one from the door. <laughs> she burst out crying. So dad lived in a two-story house, older, older house, farmhouse looking. And in fact, the kitchen table was those laminate with the chairs that made out plastic. Mm -hmm. bah, 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 bah. So she would go over before work early and she would put the coffee on and when it filled the house with the coffee aroma he would wake up they would come down he would come down and she would have a cup of coffee sitting there in his next to his chair and they would sit and smell and hold that cup of coffee <gasps> best best thing in the whole world how what the proof do you want the last thing he wants have her go sit give him a cup of coffee they cannot smell but they can remember. And if you sit there and they go with that coffee and go, oh, dad, I'm, I really love the smell. I can smell this coffee. Let me tell you how much I like coffee. Where is it? <laughs> My daughter says to me, mom, you don't really drink coffee. You get a hot bean and you wave it over hot water. It's a cream and sugar you like. I says, uh -uh, I like the smell of coffee. I'll miss coffee they miss coffee they can't smell it what they want is you to remember they want you to remember having it with them they want to see you enjoying the coffee because it's a memory for them you really want to get spooked by people go to a restaurant <laughs> the mall where all kinds of foods are sold where they sell the cigars and cigarettes absolutely the many people who like to smell those cigar cigarettes they're hovered around the entrance watching the men come out women come out light that first lit cigar got it so their vibration gets so much higher they're not stuck in our stuff right they miss the flesh that's why they want to come back because they miss the little things that we all take for granted did we get off track probably 
but they could go on. They can filter through the universe. Someone said to me, you know, there's more people alive today than to calculate the whole existence of the world. Uh, let me tell you, we've had three other civilizations before us. Hmm. How many people are there? So in the early 90s, Dr. Richard Boyland, I can say his name because I really liked him at that point. He was really big in the UFO. He had me talk to a scientist, archaeologist. And I can't remember his name. Doesn't matter, but I thought it would be okay to mention it because it's something to do with time. He was going to go to Peru. And he said, I've had a rumor by the people down there. And there's there were aliens living down there at that time. And I said, remember, I'm going to refresh my your memory. Remember I said the early 90s. What was our phone system like then? <laughs> right? And I says, well, I am picking up something. I don't know where you're going, but I have looked at maps for so long because of people around the world, right? Mm -hmm. And I kind of like maps. So I drew a picture of what Chile looks like. Chile. Got food in my mind, everybody. Peru. <laughs> Not Chile. <laughs> Who wants Chile? Who ate Chile tonight? And they're thinking about it in the room. Peru. And I saw the mountain range going up. So on the east side of the mountain range, just over the crest, there is and was a large tunnel network. Did they live on the surface? I think so. But not the day I saw this man. He seemed tall to me. You know, I'm only now 5'4". So when someone talks to me or tells me there's height so I can visually tell them the, how tall the person in their life is or what's around them. I have to think, okay, if I'm 5'4", she's 5'2", she's really going to look up. If someone comes and says, I'm 5'7", and a person comes to life talking about daughter, then I know my eyes like this. Well, I'm sitting there, and I felt like I had to look way up. He had a full, um, the gentleman I saw in this vision, um, I would say a tufted, silky, shiny material. So that, yes, ladies know what that means. It's it's a heavy tube layered fabric with stuffing it so you wear it and it's kind of like um a nicer jacket but it's tufted. it's it's pleated and it's got all kinds of layers and i remember him having from the top all the way down to the ground was kind of like it's free flowing and had big old long sleeves but what caught my attention and he felt like he was in the path way way past he was holding this black piece of a stone and he had one hand up like this, yep, where am I, like this. And he had this black, and I said, it looks like obsidian, obsidian, a black polished marble. And he was pounding it with his fingers, <laughs> right? And they said, well, what do you think he's doing? I says, I have no idea what this is, but it looks like a piece of stone. It's all black and shiny. And he's doing something really important. I says, you, you can find this in its ancient and they're no longer there. Where do they go? I don't know. How did my mind go there? Time. How will how would I find that if I cannot energetically connect to that individual? I know Richard Boylan. I did. Um, I think he's living in the Placerville area. I think he's in his 80s now. But at the time, we're talking 20 years, this gentleman was going to go down there. He will come across an artifact that belonged to this group. And when I go in time and I see him in that exposition, exposition, 
more coffee, everybody. Uh, searching, they will get to that cave. Because clearly, this gentleman is holding a handheld computer. iPad, everybody. <laughs> they will find something that anchors me in time to that artifact. So spirit people can access. Remember, I told you all the distant times of travel. But my mind went back so far that when they talked to me about it, the man made a lot of details because I showed him the map exactly where that is. So Dr. Boylan sees this. I want a phone call. Mm-hmm. I want a phone call to let me know what happened. Because there's no other way that I can describe something with so much detail unless I was energetically connected. Now, how can a human being do that? There's no time distance friction. So I can leave my body, go with the archaeologist to the dig. He's going to find something. He's going to look at it. He's going to think of me. Oh, is this what Nancy was talking about? Boom, I'm right there. All I look at is the end result. I don't try to figure out the distance. Oh, how did I do that? 10,000 years? Let me think that one through. And everybody's starting to find out there's been civilizations. Oh, come on. How in the world did they do some of these things? 12, 15,000. Well, we're not even supposed to have the written language. Hmm. Let me think about that. Turkey. Was that, what's that one called? Where they find these arches and they have all the animals carved on them. That alone is 12, 15 years, thousand years old. But this man who was dressed in that beautiful finery, there was no loom to make that. He was standing in a large, rough looking enclosed area as though he was going to leave. Let me think of what transportation money used. <laughs> Where did they go? What was that that he was hand here pounding on it? Like in a hurry, pound, pound, pound. Start that ship up over there. <laughs> I love these mysteries. I wish I could live long enough for some of these discoveries. But then as a spirit person, I can go back and just have a quick, quick look. I'm not going to forget these stories, even as a spirit person. Maybe my memory will even become better because I can access my own time. Someone asked me once, well, who's going to greet you? We were talking one day with somebody. I always felt like my mother would greet me. Because my mother did pass in 09, and I clearly looked like mom's side of the family, her mother's side, the Indian side. And I thought, well, I'd love to see my mother again. She had black eyes and black hair, but she was built like her father's side with the English Irish Scotch small framed. Grandma was bigger like me, but I don't have quite the black hair like the Indian. She was very dark. And what Indians do of her she never went gray until she was 86 years old not me i got that from my mom's other side where go great earlier in life <clears throat> but one day i was thinking about it, i went oh i'm get to get to see my dad and i have a friend i talked to you about karen rossing um past life regressionist like i do myself too i do it also but she also and I, she we talked about um giving the other a past life regression and I said, I want this life regression. I want to know what my father looks like. I've forgotten. Well, as a spirit person, you don't have to have a this life of regression. I can go back to before he was, 
before he passed away, 1955. I can watch him interact with my mother and us girls. I can go back and enjoy those days, carefree days of being a small child. You have that luxury to be able to do anything you want. Oops, I've been talking a while. You're okay. okay. <laughs> Was anybody... Anybody have any questions for me? Char, has people been writing in there? I've been. Everybody's still watching, man, you know? Um, <laughs> you know, when you talk about going back to see your life like it was. Yeah. Can you. Obviously, you can get the feelings, right? We can watch the feelings of that time and we oh. can remember having feelings. As a spirit person, I think we can have emotional feelings, but we can't smell. We have to be reminded. We have vision. We can hear. But some of the taste and smell, some of the, the sensory uh, things that we have as a physical person, that's part of being in the flesh. That's why they like hugging, loving, going to a restaurant, going to a movie, eating popcorn. Oh, popcorn's come up a few times too. I know Char likes popcorn. Fine, yeah. I don't eat popcorn, but I love the smell of popcorn. Hello. How about a lot of butter with garlic on it? Let me think about that. Well, I, I don't do. know why garlic comes up a lot with <laughs> spirit people. <laughs> Had a man come in and says, I want roast beef. <laughs> and I go, I don't know if I, I don't know that I can do anything for you on that, but a memory of roast beef and the big iron skillets like they used to make, that sounds good. So then theoretically, like, like with what happened with my dad when he passed away, they can go because they're, they're in a different time set than we are mm -hmm, technically mm -hmm. well my mom and i are sitting in the car having dinner he goes to china and then he could be back in an instant in an instant okay so if he wants to watch a girlish show in japan with a lot of people eating oh heck yes he's gone mm -hmm. they can do it in an instant remember i said the time portal i believe that we all have you go back to a certain incident that happened as a small child absolutely marissa and, and clearly, I do want that. Um, I only have a few memories because I was only six when he passed away. Mm -hmm. But I remember him tying a string to my tooth, <laughs> closing the door. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I remember screaming and yelling. I have better memory of him coming to visit me after he died than I have memories of him being alive. Now, why do you ask? Well, because I remember laying there. We, Bonnie, my sister and I shared a bed. And I remember her being real still and quiet. And I remember waking up and seeing him there and thinking, huh, you look different. <laughs> you know, had kind of a light halo going around him. Mm -hmm. And I thought, I've never seen that before. Well, <laughs> he hadn't worn one before. Yeah. <sighs> and, and why is that? The illumination around a spirit person, I think, is more common because it takes energy to create that it's mm -hmm. their aura if you want to put it that way i'll never forget i did some um evolving times expos and i was in front of a group of people and this man 10 rows back it was full it was great he says you really have a large on energy ball around your aura and of course at that time i nah i didn't I was not very impressed. I think it was 07, 08. And I just did what I did. And I loved talking. And and he goes, oh, your aura. And I was almost ready to, oh, yeah, it's one of those. 
<laughs> one of those guys talk about the horrors. <laughs> and he told me how to see it on other people. So you get a piece of paper and you just cut it with a scissor, put it up to your face and look at somebody or two little holes so that you don't get the entire body. You just see an outline, kind of blurry eye a little bit. And you can after a while, but don't get discouraged. You think you're on first time. Absolutely not. You have to try and practice, create your mind to accept something extraordinary. And once you do, it's like seeing spirit people. At first, I, I'm not going to, I just had a memory. At first, you don't want to believe it. Mm-hmm. And my curiosity, like, uh-oh. And then my fear as a human being and my ego. And I would say something, and I, and the message was so obscure. And then I was describing people that no one else knew was dead, like Virginia. I think her name was Virginia. Her husband was dead. But nobody in like 50 people knew that she had a daughter who had committed suicide at 20. I described her. And then that was that aha moment. You went, oops, maybe I'm not making it up. Maybe I'm not insane. Maybe, maybe it's okay to be this way because it helped her. She didn't care about her husband. Mm-hmm. She wanted her daughter to be with her husband. And she wanted me to prove it to her. Well, as long as I don't, am not told, I just like it. The, you know, like I see who I see and I tell you who it is. <laughs> and I had to get to that place of accepting that. I can't let my ego get, well, I hope I find someone profound. Uh, who was it I saw at Ion, that hotel? Grant? Yes. Yeah. So I see, so she does a, a ghost investigation and she says, tell me who's around here. And then this guy in the front with this horse, white horse, he had a blue or gray kind of a uniform on. I says, oh, that's odd. I mean, because I like history. I says, kind of guy, kind of guy that looks like Grant standing there in front. Well, guess what she found? A picture of Grant standing in front of the hotel. Mm-hmm. <laughs> as long as I don't know, I don't care. I only tell you what I get. And, it, and it's like it's humbling and scary. So anyway, off track, off track. Any other questions in there? No, I don't see any. I have one, though. What? When somebody, like you say, when somebody's traveling back and forth, they can do it in an instant. Yeah, a thought. A thought, you know, with a thought. I mean, they obviously they, they don't age where they're at. No, no. Spirit person does not age unless they want to. So the okay. question came up, do they want to? Mm-hmm. Well, let me tell you, when I was 29, <laughs> done with children, athletic, busy, I I was really a nice looking person. I mean, you know, for a young woman, right? right. I mean, how do you judge what you look like? Because we at each age, 35, 45, I have my own particular look, right? Well, we all get older, everybody. But 29 was a good year. Why wouldn't I want to be 29 when I see people? Mm-hmm. My hair was very heavy and long, like an Indian, just almost to my waist, you know, and I wore pigtails a lot, you know, just, you know, it was just that way. And uh, yet when you see people, if I saw people that known me over the years as old in my 40s, 50s, 60s and 70s, if I showed up 29, would they even recognize me? Mm-hmm. I'd have to remember oh, what I looked like then. Oh, shucks, I got to be old looking, older, older. Uh, mature. (laughs) I'm grateful to get older, everybody. Everybody should be grateful. It's a gift. I just heard that on TV. Huh? What you doing? 
no, no, no. I want to get old. Um, I want to get older so I experience what older feels like. I'm not positive in my life lives that I got to be older. Don't give me that. You want to grow older. Don't give me that because you want to be around and do more. I'm hungry for more. I don't want to grow older to do more. I want to do more and be younger. You have to be, you have to be seasoned with knowledge to be able to do what you want to do, which takes us to be older. Success with young people doesn't feel the same as success with somebody who's earned it over decades. Well, yeah. Everybody in the audience goes, yeah, I know. Mm -hmm. but, but still, I mean, my body is already giving out. <laughs> What's it going to be like when I'm older? Yeah, I'd rather be. <laughs> I talked to you about that, honey. We know what to do. You know what you have to do. <laughs> oh, I've, I've enjoyed this one tonight. I And I'm so surprised I can talk this long. You can hear my voice keep cracking, and that's like three weeks now. Come on. Everybody tells me they think I have COVID, but I think it's a variant. Because mm -hmm. I had a sore throat and headaches for days. And I thought, gee, Merry Christmas. doesn't stop me. It just doesn't make me feel good. And I've been unpacking for about 10 days now. It's just moved. So on the heels of moving and exhaustion and heat, probably went to a store and caught somebody's bug. Mm -hmm. You know, it's just like, oh. And, of course, my people say to me, well, you got tired out. Maybe. But anybody knows me, I get everything done yesterday. I don't mm -hmm. like a mess. I'm a neat freak. Have to have everything. And the time is not on my side when I want to get something done. Especially when you don't feel good. It's God's way of saying, we'll slow you down. Everything can wait. So I'm learning patience. People talk to me. I says, you're learning patience. Everybody, all the women laugh. Yeah. <laughs> let's, let's be patient, everybody. I hope you enjoyed tonight. We're talked of time, accessing time, linear time, a slinky shape, Bermuda triangle, funnel twirling time vortex. All of that is existing, co-existing with us. And we can slip out of our body. And we can access that. Absolutely. I was telling somebody, I think it was this group, that it was in the process of moving things last summer or early spring. It was I can't remember now. I can't access my own time sometimes, I remember. And I was um, moving and I fell out of my flesh. And I fell over into another space. And it was um, uh, a little bit of cloudy feel and not very visual. And it felt a little uh, off color, like a little bit of a yellow light versus a white light. And I remember being in that space. And all of a sudden, I was looking around thinking, nah, this is not normal. <laughs> and the next thing I thought of was, I wonder how I get back. And the minute I thought that, I was back. It happened like five up to 10, five between five and 10 seconds, long enough to get my attention. And I thought to myself, oh, was I supposed to experience something? What but then I realized. What, what, what kind of light? Um, more a light yellow versus uh, not bright sun, but kind of a dirty yellow. When I had my, uh, my uh, dream that night about my past life, that's what it looked like. That's the what? color. What, uh, when we did the past life regression on you? No, the dream I had originally. I can't remember. Yeah, and actually, and I, and I thought it looked like like an old time photo, a real old time photo. Okay. And that's the color I saw. Ooh, 
Maybe you didn't have a dream, honey. Yeah, maybe I slipped back. Yeah. I did bring that up one night, and I've talked to, over the years about that. They have determined in the brain where we have memories. I don't think so. You know what I think? They're trigger points to access time, mm -hmm. to go back to an event. So I don't know. I could be absolutely wrong. But my feeling is quantum physics is involved. That our brain coexists with the universe that we haven't figured out yet. And you've heard of people, as we get older, we lose short-term memory. I think the trigger points are not as sharp, but our memories for past events get sharper because we have more energy to go to the past. I know people who have exceptional memories. And I said, how in the world can you access that point? I don't know where it keeps in my brain. I says, well, maybe we all think about it as not being in the brain. It, and the reason I go there, try to explain how. I know what I'm doing with my body and my life force. The question is, why can I do it? And how am I able to do it? I know I leave me because I can go, the couple in Italy, they bought a house and I described to them about five years worth of remodeling, including what was in the backyard. That all came true. How did I do that? Why can't I do that? That's the question. We wonder about people with Alzheimer's. Yeah, yeah. The switch is doll up. Because my mother <laughs> was living in the past. He said, uh -huh. you know, mm -hmm. so it makes me wonder about that. Marisa wonders, how did you get back? When I, my mm -hmm. thought alone created a way to get back because I questioned. It wasn't so much where I was because it made me a curious thought. The next thought I got was, mm, I wonder how I get back. And then I was back. Mm -hmm. Now, agree. what was that little mechanism? My wanting to go back was what created myself to fall back, go in my body. Mm -hmm. I, I didn't have time to fall, but where I was, I didn't feel in the body at all. So my whole spirit went into an alternate dimensional space, which is <laughs> yeah, a little strange. When I, had the, when, I, when I went and whatever happened, I wasn't in my body. I wasn't in that body either. I was observing. Yeah. You accessed time and went back. Yeah. Uh-huh. And then all of a sudden I woke up. So I don't know if I, like you say, if I, if I, if I came back from doing that or if I was asleep and I woke up. Probably you weren't aware your spirit was traveling. Right. And then when it occurred to you, where were you, that threw you back. Out-of-body experience mm -hmm. say the same thing. Mm -hmm. They don't want to go back, but something creates them to go back and then they are back. Mm -hmm. happens very fast. It's almost like, oh, you mean I have to go back? Boom, they're back. Mm -hmm. Wonderful mm -hmm. near-death experience stories, everybody. I, I really, um, this is outstanding. Explain that to me, especially when the hospital sets test pieces up on the ceiling out of view of people walking around, but someone floating at the ceiling can see these red shoes on a platform up there. Let me yeah. ponder that for a second. Okay, Char, anything else? We went at, I we did good. We kept it to an hour. I don't want to tire anybody out. Kind of tired today myself, but uh, we will. she will be back next week, and uh, we'll have a cool topic and maybe some readings for you guys. Oh, we're going to have a cool talk. People dating? Ooh, don't have yeah. a good relationship? You have trouble with a spouse? You're talking date mates and all that. It's vibrations, how you think it creates. I'll, I'll, I'll give you some good details and something 
especially the dating ladies. I'll get you straightened out. <laughs> if you like the show, um, if you're watching from Facebook, be sure to follow. If you're watching from YouTube, there's a little ghost right on Nancy's shoulder. <laughs> Is there? <laughs> maybe so. Nancy's right shoulder. When I look at the screen, maybe her left shoulder, what you're looking at, but. There's a little ghost there with a magnifying glass and a Sherlock Holmes hat. That is how you subscribe to our YouTube channel. Yeah. Okay? So be sure to do that. We've got over 350 videos over there with different topics. We don't always do ghosty topics. We do all kinds of topics. So I think there's a little something for everybody. If you... Oh, my my, my advertising, right? I forgot. If you're interested in a second <laughs> development class... It's been a long week. If you're interested in a second development class and... and and you think you might have psychic abilities, or maybe you do, and you're and, and you're kind of a, you're kind of shy about using them. Now, my psychic development class number one is for you. I will take you through the basic steps to 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 try and gain more of your ability and to learn how to control it. Because Nancy can vouch for this. There's a way to open the psychic door and a way to close the psychic door. But the problem is, once you open the psychic door, it's not always going to be happiness and light coming through that sucker. So I teach you. <laughs> so I teach you how to, how to open and close it. Properly. Control, control. To control it, yeah. To control what comes through. You will also meet your spirit guides. You'll meet your spirit animal. You'll meet. You know. You'll see your spirit book. You'll get messages from your spirit guide. You can even ask your spirit guide questions. Okay, that's that psychic development class one. That's going to be on Saturday, September third, at five p.m. Pacific. Now, the following Saturday, is psychic development two because as i said earlier there are psychics that can do everything and there's psychics that can focus on doing one thing and that's what we're going to look at during that class and we're going to work on different exercises during that class to see what you might want to do what you might specialize in you might specialize in clairaudience you might specialize in clairsentience let me add something to that when you do these classes one of the things i want share to cover is your intent on why you want to take the class. Yes. Sometimes people say, I just want to be able to find something at the grocery store. Should I go? Then you have the right intent. And mm -hmm. a lot of people are trying to find themselves as good intent. When you go into it because curiosity, that's also good intent. Mm -hmm. But as you develop it, if you jump right in and develop it, kind of have an idea where you want to take it because that delineates your clarity and your interest propels you to want it more mm -hmm. you get into it you drop it and you haven't learned to control it and you haven't learned what you don't want to get mm -hmm. you're going to have spirit people drop in on you you're going to have all kinds of things you got to be real clear on who you are yeah that's why that first class is important to yeah. teach you how to open and close that door i have been out uh, with psychics on my team even who were just starting out not my team but when i was with the other team that i, that I started out with and I know one in particular was, was very was very good, but she didn't want to take proper classes. And we were at a hotel in the, in the gold country, and she got attacked. Oops. The <laughs> there's actually a photo, and what's crazy about the whole thing is there's a photo of an orb, and you can see the orb in motion hitting her in the back of the shoulder. Oh, please. So it chased her out. It completely chased her out of the building. So that's the kind of stuff that could happen if you don't learn how to like the answer says, control that, you know, to be able to open and close that door. People ask me about that, too. It's like, are you always psychic? No. Nor do I want to know about you if you walk by me. No, I don't want to know what, you, what you're what you angry about. That's a whole new show, everybody, is anger. 
and so no and so turning it off i call it being a walnut shell boom i'm always that way unless i allow the ability to be part of the room that's important stuff everybody and with me you're learning from someone that was self-taught i got involved with a group who had psychics on the team but the problem is they thought it was funny when i was starting to have experiences so i had to learn it all myself and how to do this stuff so my stuff was tried and true on how to control your abilities you know even now even now i use my abilities i don't use them all the time but i use them like sometimes if i go on an investigation with my team and we don't have a psychic available and nancy's not available i'll do it myself but i don't do it very often because of my health but anyway if you guys want to yeah if you guys want to take the class classes sign up for our meetup there's nothing to sign up for the meetup there's no fee it's just sign up for the meetup it's a nancy's got a meetup too you can find nancy over there she's got her own meetup um i haven't had a class for about three weeks everybody yeah and it's because of the move yeah, yeah. so she'll be four weeks again it should be good but it's free there's there's no charge to sign up for the meetup the only the only charges for the class right if there's a charge for the class yeah because i you know like like i say at the end of this thing when i give my spiel i'm supporting my team i'm supporting all my bills and you know i gotta i gotta make ends meet so i i have to i have to do this Mm -hmm. but um i i I can guarantee you that in fact i had one gal my last class very impressive we do this one exercise and the first time she she went through the exercise, it was so-so. The second time she went through the exercise, she was probably one of the best students I've ever had. She was that bright. Wow. That's and really cool. Three or four exercises during the class. And, see, and you will see an improvement if you start out the first time. You're going to be like, oh, God. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Embarrassing. Embarrassing. Yeah. I, I don't want to talk. I don't want to share what I'm picking up. The more we meditate, the... But the more I teach you how to, how to open and close the door and everything, and we do the exercise, you're going to see an improvement as we get through, as we get through the class. So, all right, that's my spiel for that. I'm done with that. And now I don't have to beg you for money down the bottom. <laughs> I already made my feast with that. That's okay. Monday. Okay, Sunday, of course, I'm going to be here at 6.30. Lizzie Borden, we're getting there. She's been found not guilty. So now we're getting to where... She's living her afterlife after the, well, not afterlife, but she's living in her, she's going to be living her life after the trial. Her life of freedom. Her life of freedom. And then at some point, I don't know if she sells that house, but she's going to move to another house. I know that. But I know for a fact, both those houses are haunted. So we're the, the, the book is going to go in that direction. That's why yeah. we have the haunting of Lucy Borden. So we're going into that direction with it. So that'll be Sunday. Monday, Linda Zimmerman is going to be with us. And she has this has this thing where she talks about animal intuition oh that's like just earthquakes Ooh, oh that's right how do animals know that things are going to hurt and why, why do they start acting funny before earthquakes they talked about that in uh december of 04 when mm-hmm. the uh tsunami hit all and the elephants all the bigger animals walked up the mountain and the village mm-hmm. got washed away but they had no bodies of animals mm-hmm. remember mm-hmm. that christmas uh December 24th, 2004, yep. I think it was. This little yeah. dog back here. I don't know if it was him. We always had little dogs. So it could be any little dog. But I remember before that big earthquake hit. No, I don't think it was him. It was way back. The big earthquake in San Francisco. Way back when. You 80, know? Oh, 87? Yeah, 87. So that's why I don't think it was him. <laughs> uh, but it was a, we've always had little dogs. So who the hell knows? But anyway, my mom had um, 
those little tiny plastic fence things that around her little goat, around her vegetables. Oh, yeah, yeah. Them, yeah. You know, they have those generic things that connected. Yeah. Well, I go out there, the dog's screaming because the dog had wedged it, its head in through the fence. And I thought, why did you do that? And then as I'm cutting him out, I looked at my pool and the water was doing this. So I knew. Oh, that earthquake, I felt that um, in 79 in the springtime. And I remember the, that's probably the one we both felt. And I was outside watching my son um, on a three-wheeler. And all of a sudden I lifted up because the tree I was standing next to wobbled and Mm -hmm. lifted the ground with its roots. Mm -hmm. And I remember standing there thinking, it's 78 or 79 springtime Mm -hmm. or fall. Springtime, I think, because the grass was green. And I remember thinking, this is really weird. Mm-hmm. I've never felt something like that. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. Just like with my congestive heart failure. I had no idea what I had, but I had my rescue dog. She would lay on my chest like a mama dog. Ah, uh-huh. And then when I would breathe breathe funny, she would get even higher on my chest. Now, how did the dog know that I had, you know, congestive a problem. heart failure? Mm-hmm. Yeah, a mm-hmm. problem. So this is what we're going to talk about on Monday. All Ooh, right. That's going to be good. It'll be a 6.30 p.m. thing. But anyway, guys, I'm going to cut out because I'm tired. I've had a long day. I've been up since 7. I'm like on normal schedule now, so it's scary for me because I like being up late at night. And, uh, oh, yeah, I was going to tell you, so I ran into some lady at uh, Safeway one night. And uh, she knows, I don't know if she listens to the show or what, but she um, she's an old friend of mine. And she goes, gee, it's only, it's only 7.30. It's strange to see you out this time of day. It's like real early in the morning. And I said, yeah, well, my schedule changed. She says, well, that must be hell. It's hell. <laughs> it's it is hell, hell is it? <laughs> it's hell because I'm used to being up late at night and stuff. And I just, everything shifted. All right, guys. Well, I'm going to let you go on that note. And uh, have a good weekend. And I will see you guys Sunday at 6.30 p.m. Pacific. Bye, everybody. Bye-bye. I'm glad you came by. Here we go. And Oh, yes. And I'm going to run Nancy stuff. Oh, yeah. yeah <laughs> if you want to get a hold of me. Here we go, here we go, here we go. All right, websites, nancymats.com. And then you got nancymatsauthor.com, and the N and the M and the A is capped. And then you got youtube.com forward slash psychic with the initials of, of her name capped. All right, help, get me out of this funk. I almost said the wrong word, look at that, funk. Yeah, by Nancy Matz. And you've got two worlds, developing your psychic skills. And you've got the unwilling sacrifice. And, of course, you can get them in Amazon. Okay, and now I'm going to go for real this time, and so is Nancy. I promise. All right, guys. See you later. <laughs> Bye-bye. Again.